here to bring God's word. And uh, I think I preached this some time back. And also I'll repeat it prayer, the same text. But today, I'm going to look at some thoughts on prayer by those who have gone before us, the Puritans. There were people in England some years back called the Puritans. You need to read, to read the Puritans on prayer. Some people are there like Jonathan Edward, that man who preached that famous sermon, seen us in the heart of an angry God. They were known for preaching and for prayers. And so there are some wonderful thoughts that we can learn from them. Dear friends, as I want to talk about this subject of prayer, is subject that we talk a lot about, but one of the most difficult and less done. You ask a pastor like me, I'll ask you that even me, I need prayers. Your prayers, so that I may grow in prayers. It's a battle where people fight. And yet, it's a privilege that God has given to us. God lacked nothing. He was there in eternity, past, before anybody else was there, and satisfied as God. And yet God gave us this opportunity as children to come to him and to pray, to pray and call upon his name. I want us to turn into Colossians, and we are going to read Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. No, it's Philippians, not Colossians, Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 6. Sorry for that. Philippians 4, 6. I read up to 8. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Let us come to him again in prayer. Our Heavenly Father and our great God, we come before you, Lord, at the beginning of the year. Lord, what a subject to deal with, the subject of prayer. How we pray, O Savior, that you'll give us strength, Lord, to pray, that the Holy Spirit may prompt us to pray, that in all matters that we'll do this year, we may call, call on to you. 
and trust unto you in prayer. You ordain prayer as a means whereby we come and receive things from you. What an amazing thing, Lord, you have given to us that we can call upon you. We know things that, Lord Jehovah God, we receive without prayer. We can boast of them. But, Lord, we need to give you glory, credit all things to you. Thank you, O oh Father, for your great love and compassion for us, that we fallen men whom thou hast redeemed can call upon you. Be with us this morning. Speak to us, O oh Lord. Oh, make us be attentive. And may this ear be a ear dedicated to seeking your face. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, so we are looking at this subject on prayer. And we want to see what it is and where do you go. As I told you, to look at the, the Puritans. Definition of prayer. This must be Thomas Watson. He says this. Prayer is a soul breathing itself into the bosom into the bosom of his heavenly father. So when we are praying, we are breathing into the bosom of our heavenly father. What a wonderful privilege that we can breathe into his bosom, our maker, our creator. Prayer is offering up our desires and therefore call making known our request unto God. So we come with those desires and we make them known to God. And we make those requests that are in accordance to his will. You know, sometimes people pray, but prayer is not in accordance to his will. But we pray that the Lord may help us to be praying in accordance to his will. An example is Daniel. God promised through prophet Jeremiah that captivity will take place for 70 years. And when 70 years reached, we see Jer Daniel pray exactly for that which God promised to do. You know, say, oh God, you have already said you'll do it. I don't need to pray for it. That very thing that God has said that he'll do, he prayed for it. And you know, some people don't want to pray because they say, oh, God has already promised that. God already knows. We see people who know exactly that which God has promised and the very, very things they prayed and called God for. He's praying in accordance to God's will. Dear friends, sometimes we undermine prayer when prayer is not made in accordance to the will of God. For example, a thief praying, God help me to go and steal. 
That is not accordance with his will. It's abomination. It's abomination to God. We ought to pray and prayer be made in accordance to his will. And dear friends, prayer must be only made to God. When I talk of God, I'm talking of the triune God. God has revealed himself to us in the Bible as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Prayer must not be made to any other object except to God. Sometimes we go into prayer with idols, with things in our minds. And that's why it is wrong for those people who are saying, when you are trusting God, trust God for a car. And they say, put that car in your mind. Please don't put car. Don't put anything or husband or wife. It must be to God. Prayer must be directed to God. And God only. Remember, the disciples asked the Lord Jesus Christ that wonderful question. They asked, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. What a great desire that even we need to be asking the Lord in our prayers. That he teach us, he train us how to pray. And the Lord Jesus Christ taught them, he said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven. And you can see directed to him. It's our Father. We are adopted into his family. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God, not through adoption. He's begotten. He has always been the God the Son from the eternity past. But us, we have been adopted through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we come to the Father, through him, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are here, my dear one, you are not yet born again. Also, you can pray. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will open. All people who ask, who pray, you cannot be saved without prayer. Without asking the Lord like that, publican or tax collector who could not look heaven. He looked down and cried and said, Lord, be merciful to me, the sinner. The Bible says he went home justified. And even you, this morning, you can go home justified if you'll ask him, Father, be merciful to me, the sinner. I've sinned against heaven and earth. Be merciful to me. You remember that lady at the feet of Christ Jesus? who cried and wiped the feet of our Savior with her air. He was forgiven. He who is forgiven more, love more. She was forgiven. And no one will go to heaven, dear friends, who never prayed and asked God to forgive them their sins. And so if you are here, not yet born again, not yet come to the Lord Jesus Christ, come, come to the Father. And he said, Anyone who comes to me, I'll not cast away. I'll not chase away. No one will go to hell who say, I cried and pleaded for mercy. And Heavenly Father, you never showed me mercy. All people in the Bible who ask for mercy, the Lord granted to them mercy. So we are pray to God and God only. Why? Because God 
is the only true God. He is the only true God. And he's the only one who has promised to answer prayer. And he do answer prayer. He do hear prayers. Look at what the psalm is. Psalm 85, verse 2. O thou hearest prayers. Hears prayers. I was reading one of the Puritans who was saying, God, understand even our tears. The tears we shed in prayers. God only understands. And so prayers must be made to God. Why God only? It's God only who can help us. It's God only who can help us. And we need to cry. We need to cry to him. The psalmist again and again said, I cried unto the Lord when I was in distress. I cried unto the Lord. And he answered me. And dear friends, we are to come to the Lord in prayer. And we need to trust the Lord in prayer. I'm saying this is a subject that we talk often about and many someone has been preached about and it's where we yet struggle and we don't pray as we ought to be praying. And again, when we are praying, we bring, sometimes we bring those external anguish and even those eternal anguish and pain that we go through or trial that we go through. I'll come back to the passage. We bring them to the Lord. I don't know how I can plead with you, you young men and young ladies in our midst here. I don't know how I can plead with you to be people of prayer. If you have got inward agonies, please let us bring them to the Lord. How many people go through distress, sometimes even depression, and we seek all other th therapies except the therapy of God. I tell young people, as you see me here now, I want to tell you, God hears prayers and bring them. Let me give you a testimony. Don't put my trust, your trust in my testimony so long as he's pointing you to bring your prayers to the Lord. I've told this story. I was one of the poorest student people all my life. I did very bad in school. The Lord saved me when I was in primary school. I was in standard four. When the Lord Jesus Christ opened my heart to his glorious gospel. But academically, I was not doing well. I was doing bad. And so repeated school several years, primary school. Eventually, I'm the one of the group that did the first 844 system. It found me. I could have done before that. And dear friends, things were not good. 
So I went to Garissa. I went to Garissa Primary, where I did Standard 8. Before doing that exam, I went and I fasted and prayed in a room. I told God, I don't understand things. Please help me to do well. When the exam came, I failed. I normally tell people I failed with flying colors. <laughs> but without bribery, anything, God opened for me a door. A door to go to high school. And high school, I became an average student. Dear friends, we have not because we ask not. And when we ask, we ask with wrong motive sometimes. There is God, dear friends, who hears prayers. That hymn writer was right, right when he said, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we don't take everything to God in prayer. Have you trial and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Yet we pray not, dear friends. We talk so much about prayers. And some of us, if we succeed in praying in public, we fail in our private, private devotions. And we go there hasty. Let us pray. Let us call upon the Lord. Let us communicate with him. What avenue he has given us that we can come to him through his son, Christ Jesus. You know, when we say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we are saying, on his merit, we don't come. We can't come before God. He's a consuming fire. We dare not come on our own righteousness. We come in the name of the, his son. We go there through Christ, our redeemer. Christ who has paid for our penalty. Christ who has sanctified us. Christ who has given us a righteousness. Christ who has invited us to the very chamber of the almighty God. Young people, you are still young. And I want to call upon you to be prayerful. Back, let us look at that Colossians. Be careful of nothing. That's a commandment, you know. When I normally teach people, when we teach people authority of, of the Bible, when we say the Bible must have authority in our, over our lives, even our emotions, even our feelings must be subject to the scriptures. And here is command, Paul, Paul, Apostle Paul is telling the Philippian church, he tells them this church, be anxious of nothing. Or be careful of nothing. Don't be worried of anything. Do we get worried? Yes. Do you get worried? Yes. But you're not supposed to be worried. You remember again Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 42. The psalmist had a problem. He was not gathering with God's people. It caused him distress and worry. 
You remember those days that they used to go to, to chamber, and he cries, the dear pants for the stream of water, water brook, so my soul, long after thee. He said, when shall I go and meet with our God, my God? This thing was causing him trouble. Maybe he's in captivity, they're in Babylon, and separated from the temple, and he's anguish. And then his soul is down and says, why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? He asked his soul, he speak to himself, why? You don't have reason why. Then he speak to his soul, he told his soul, my soul, hope in God. Instead of this anxiety and worries, hope in God, oh my soul. And then he looks strong again, strong again, strong again. Then at the verse 11 again, the problem again rises. And then he asks himself again, why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Why are you disturbed, my soul? And tell soul, hope thou in God. My dear friends, Apostle Paul writes and tells the church at Philippi, be anxious of nothing instead of that, but in everything by prayer. Told them by prayer. You need to pray by prayer instead of anxiety, instead of being worried, instead of being anxious. He tells the church what you ought to be doing is prayer. And give us those things how prayer look like. Everything by prayer. And it's told, told us about prayer. It says, by prayer and supplication, supplication, bringing our request, bringing our petition before God. We bring them before God, our petition. You remember that lady in the Old Testament, Hannah, the mother of of Samuel. You remember when going before God, she's looking for a son, a child. And he went before none other than God, bringing those petition, petition or supplication. They bring them before God. And I'm calling upon you as you start your, your term this year. I'm pleading with you to be people who will pray, will bring in those petitions before God. Don't just say we are having a mission in Turkana. We go. Bring that petition to the Lord. Plead for the salvation of men and women, boys and girls. Plead for great revival that the Lord may touch the heart of people and draw them to himself. Plead for the Lord who is able to resurrect the dead. Sinners are dead in their sins and trespasses. And God is able to awaken their souls and bring them God. Sometimes when also we pray we, we should also pray for external things but also spiritual things. You remember those prayers in Colossians and Ephesians, spiritual understanding, we need to love one another, we need to be more and more like Christ and growing in holiness. Sometimes we don't plead for those things. We need to be helped, be holy, becoming more and more like Christ Jesus each and every day. We need to be praying for our spiritual advancement and growth understanding of scriptures, that the Holy Ghost may open our minds, illuminate our minds to understand scriptures in a great way. We need to be bringing up a petition to God. 
Sometimes we weary ears of men with our needs, with our trouble. I was recently reading about Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor. You remember those of you who know about mission, I was reading him. He has got a policy that he will not share his need with other people and that the Lord may provide and praying that the Lord may provide. It's not a must that you can share your needs. It's not bad to share your needs. That was his principle. But the Lord did pro provide an amazing way, causing people to give and support the work in an amazing way that he never even understood. Dear friends, we need to be bringing our prayers, petition, petition, supplication. We need to bring them to God. We need to need them, bring them to God. And look, with thanksgiving, prayer includes thanksgiving. The Bible says the last day people will be ungrateful. And dear friends, we are even ungrateful in our prayers. We are just fond of asking, 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 asking. But we are not also thankful. Even the things God has done for us, we are not thankful. And how many times do we need to go to the Lord with thanksgiving, even when we are up early in the morning. And we say, oh, Lord, thank you for this great day that you have provided. Oh, thank you for thy tender mercies and for the things which thou hast done. Thank you for Christ Jesus, our Redeemer. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, the third person of Godhead, who do help us and who do help us in our prayers and in work with you. Thank you, O oh Lord, for great salvation. And we need to be thanking God. He tells the church to be thankful. Paul is in prison this time. He could be complaining. But he's telling them that prayer also need thanksgiving. Even in our songs nowadays, do we have those songs of thanksgiving? Pray always without ceasing, Thessalonians will tell us. They also tell us that we need to be those people who are full of thanksgiving. You read some psalm and you see that, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. This he will forgive you all your sins, iniquities. He's crowning your life, crown you. He's the one who crowns you. You remove your life from the pit. And you read Peter, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in accordance with his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto our lively hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And talks of those inheritance. And again, Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul, in Romans, in Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 3, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in Christ. And he tells us those spiritual blessings which God has given us in Christ. 
is that he singled us out in the eternity past. He chose us in, in him before the foundation of the world in order to be holy and blameless in his sight. In him we have got forgiveness of sin. In him we have got redemption. In him we have got adoption. And thanks God. Oh, how we need to be thankful people. Why were you saved, my friend? Why are you saved here, my daughter? Why are you in Christ, my son? Why are you born again? We don't deserve salvation. I think it is one of him, right? I say, when I stand before the throne, dressed in a righteousness not my own, then shall I know how much I owe. Not till then shall I know how much I owe. We owe God our very salvation. And even in being in this university. You think you are in university because you are clever? How many people are clever than you and lack school fees? Some health removed along the way and have not reached where you have reached. You need to be thankful. Prayer includes thanksgiving, dear friends. One also which is not here, prayer also include adoration. When we start prayer, in fact, the young lady who started here with prayer started so well. When we start in prayer, don't begin with anything else. We need to start with adoration. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. You can see no one, no, nowhere. It should be adoration. We can thank God for when we see the work of his creation, the heaven and earth declare his glory. We can talk of his Earth, work on earth, and a man made in his image. And we thank him for his glory. We thank him for his eternal plan. We glorify him. Adoration, praising God. Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations, from everlasting to everlasting, even before the mountains were brought forth. Thou art God. And you see that. We adore God. Prayer is include adoration. Adoration that we are lost in his majesty, in his glory, in his wonder. The one that is exalted above all. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. That the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to adore him. Sometimes we rush. We rush with our needs. Before adoring our Father. We rush too quickly. We rush too quickly. And dear friends, you know that prayer also includes intercession. We know that as we speak now, our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, is exalted at the right hand of God the Father. And he's interceding on our behalf. He's praying for us. Why are you standing? Why am I standing? It's because we have got a high priest who is exalted at the right hand of God the Father, who is interceding for us. One day, when Apostle Paul, before conversion, persecuting the church, he came personally and told him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And say, who are you? The Lord Jesus Christ, the one that touches his people, touches himself. And dear friends, also we need to intercede for other people. We need to be pleading for other people. We need to be pleading for salvation of other people. We need to be pleading that the word of God may go forth with power. Something taught me some years back, never to boast about my preaching. Sometimes, you know, we boast, but we ought not to boast. I was taken to go and preach in Madare Valley. I was a young man those years. I think I was in my 20s. And I went to preach in Madare Valley. And I was sleeping inside the church. 
At the back of the church, there was a house there that I was sleeping. And that night, I preached that day. I think the someone I preached, well, it, was, it is finished. And you know, I preached, it is finished. Until my air was standing, you know. Those experiences you get rarely. It is finished. And the whole quiet, that even if you drop a shilling, people will hear. So quiet. And there then, I slept that night. And I was sleeping. There's a lady that used to come to that church and pray for the service. He prays from around 7 and leave around 11. And he prayed for the preacher who will preach the word of God. So you can come there boasting that you know a preacher wonderful someone. But no, somebody pray. And in answer to that person's prayer, now, there are people serving. Even preaching here, I'm not alone. There are people serving. There are people who served even earlier in the morning, praying and calling upon the name of the Lord. Dear friends, even you, somebody prayed for you as you came to lead and do all these things. Don't be selfish. We need to be praying for other people too. Don't only pray for Jaquat. Pray for the other universities too. Pray for other colleges too. Pray for other ministries too. Pray for the cause of the gospel to go forth speedily. Prayer includes intercession. Pleading for the unbelievers. Oh, sometimes I pray for children, for revival among the children. How about if the children just nearby here, 500 of them come to church and hear the gospel and the Lord save them. You know, Chris, Chris, we are saying that people, Christianity is dying. People are dying in the West. We are saying that Christianity is going down as which was reading us here. How about if you get children? And these children come to the knowledge of the Lord when they are still saved. A thousand children in a, in, a, in, a, in a church or in Sunday school where they are being trained. We're having, how about if you have that great awakening? And we need to pray for that. We need for the Holy Spirit to move. You know, some of you maybe have not read about East Africa revival. We started somewhere in Rwanda. We went to Uganda. East Africa revival. You want a revival, not the revival we have in the evening. That is evangelical campaign. Those are not revivals. We call them revival. They are not revival. Those ones we have, those are not revival. Those are evangelical campaigns. Revival means that things were bad. In Europe, things were bad. In America, things were bad. And when that Jonathan Edward preached that famous sermon, seen at the hand of an angry God, it said that he, one of his hands was reading, was, was reading the notes, and one was lifting up the candle. And when he stopped, people, God gave a glimpse of hell. And they were struggling, and they were struggling. And, and that great awakening moved. It moved, came up to England. You remember men like John Wesley, Charles Wesley, who composed many of hymns, Charles, his brother, and George Whitfield, proclaiming the gospel, saying, and can it be that I should gain an interest in my Savior? Blood died for me who caused his pain. For me, who... and those people will come from the call and crying, and you could see the dust falling down. 
as people mourn and great mass salvation. The preachers who are not saved, all of a sudden, they are in the pulpit preaching. They are saved, God using their own sermons. They are warmed. And the Lord bring, bring great, we need that. Our fathers, some of our grandparents, or great, great parents, experience this great awakening. And we need to pray. We need to pray. Will you shower your grace again? Will you revive us again, O oh Lord? We need to be praying. Sad that prayer has been not taught well. And when we pray, we are humble. Don't command. Don't decree. Don't declare. You can't even create a fly. What can you decree? You know, sometimes we pray. Don't go with Kabukiburi. I decree, I declare. Don't go with We humble. Be a friend, we humble. We go there like Job, I'm dust. Like Abraham, I'm nothing but dust. We go there as beggars, pleading for mercy. Not arrogant people. Sometimes we are arrogant in our prayers. You know, in Kenya here, who can decree war? Only president. Only the president of Republic of Kenya can decree a war. So Mimi naenda kwa kona yangu pale nasema, na I decree war. We don't read those words. It's God decrees. They are eternal. They are eternal. They were done before the foundation of the world, before anything else. We need also to study the decrees of God. Let us go with humble humility before God. If you have a question, in fact, when I was praying to come and preach, I said, Lord, help me not be controversial. I'm so sorry that this one has come. But I must tell you, when we go going before God, we must know that he's the creator, we are creatures. He's eternal as we have got beginning. He's holy, and his holiness is so bright that angels who are created pure without sin cannot look at him. They close their eyes, and they cry, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and the whole earth is full of his glory. So we must know that the one we are dealing with is none of us. And dear friends, I pray that the Lord will help us to pray. There are some things that were helped. Just mention things which are, they wanted me to also deal with. Prayer is very important. The Son of God, sinless Christ prayed. Before he began his ministry, he went and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. Our Savior started the ministry with prayer. And remember, all his life he was prayerful. Our Savior prayed. Our Savior prayed before he went to the cross of Calvary. You remember at Gethsemane, where the Lord Jesus Christ prayed. And the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Messiah, the Holy Spirit worked on him without measure. Yet he prayed. If the Son of the living God, our God, God the Son prayed, how much ought you and me to pray, mere mortal being? Remember Lazarus said, Father, 
I know you always hear me. My dear friends, we are to pray. But also prayer is a war. You remember if you read Ephesians chapter 6, put on the whole armor of God, and one of them that crowned them all is prayer. That hymn writer said, The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor. Each post, each piece put on with prayer. It's the weapon. The weapon. We face the enemies, the principalities, power of darkness. Satan is real. He's going about like a, a roaring lion, looking for whomsoever to devour. And dear friends, it is prayer. It is when we call upon the name of the Lord that we are able to overcome. And so I appeal to you to pray. Prayer is one of those weapons. In fact, it's offensive. It's both defensive and offensive weapon. If prayer is not there, we cannot put all those armor. Those armor will be useless. But we thank God that we can call upon him. We can depend on him. And we put on those gospel armor. And each piece, as we put, we put on with prayer. And then he'll say, where duty, call, or danger, be never wanting there. You'll not, never be wanting there because of prayer. Another thing which I'll mention about prayer, it needs to be persistent. After all, it's a war. It doesn't come easy. Our sinful nature, the world and the devil, will allow us to watch television 100%. You can watch new news with all your concentration, but start to pray. And thoughts you don't know where they come from. Don't give up. Whether the darkest thought come to you, don't come out of your knee. Just keep on praying. Just keep on. Let nothing remove you from there, dear friends. Prayer should be persistent. The Lord Jesus Christ gave us two parables. There's this lady, a widow, wanted a justice. And she went to a judge who was an just judge. And she kept on going there. The Bible described that judge as a very bad judge. He was unjust, did not fear God. And this widow kept on going to, give me justice. Give me justice. He said, ah, I'm tired. This lady will disturb me. Let me do it to her. The thing there is persistent. The thrust is there. We need to be persistent. It ought to be earnest, yes. 
but it ought also to be persistent. Don't give up. If you give up a friend who knock at the door at night, and his friend is asleep and keep on knocking until the friend woke up and gave that desired. My dear friend, we need to be persistent. Don't give up. Prayer. Dear friends, we need to continue, not once. We need to keep on praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And sometimes when you are going down, call for other brothers to help you. Call for other sisters. That's also sometimes of the beauty of public prayer. When we come as a church, people come together to meet, to pray. We encourage one another in our prayers. Can I say this? Please, I'm not, I'm not brushing any method of prayer. But can I say also you need in your prayer, public prayer, you need to gather together and one person pray and you listen and say amen. One person pray and you listen and you say amen. And the other person also speak up. You listen and say amen. You are praying as he's praying. May I encourage that? Because that is not also common nowadays. Every person go to their corner. Their corner, if you are struggling, how can I encourage you in my prayer? And how will young Christ believers learn how to pray? Because those people who are saved, also they learn how to pray. And they learn how to pray. They can learn from you. How they will know that it's adoration, you start like this. Dear friends, you need also to be having a time of your, your prayer. That even when we were younger, during our time of Christian union, sometimes we will go around, we'll sit around, we hold up our hands like this. And one person say, and we say, Amen. And the other one took it and we say amen. And the other one took it and you say amen. Only that kind of prayer need you to be shorter. Because if you take eight minutes, then another one will not pray. You are, you are the one. That can be selfish. And you don't want to be selfish. And also you want other people also to learn how to pray. How are these young people nowadays? How do they learn how to pray? Where do they learn? So I want to encourage you. I say I'm not critical, but I want to encourage you to have a time where you people can learn also how to pray. And also you can pray together. Sometimes you go, you are very weak, things have been, not been good even there. You are just crying, you are just saying, ooh, ooh, my sin, my sin, oh Lord, my sin, my sin, my sin, my sin. And, my, and so when you come together, and somebody also say, oh, thank you, Lord, for the grace you give. Thank you, Lord, for, for giving us our sin. And <sighs> say, oh, Kumbe, the Lord has forgiven me. So please, I want to encourage you to do that. I want to end again. Time is really running, but I want to end by quoting the Puritans again on a prayer. Let me give you the things which they say here. This one is called Francis. He'll say this. Prayer is a sin killer. Yes. 
Prayer is a sin killer. Do you want to kill sin? Prayer is a sin killer. No one can sin and pray. Uh, 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 uh. For prayer will make us cease from sin, or sin will make us cease from prayer. The two cannot coexist. Do you want to grow, advance in your holy life? Pray. 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 Prayer is a power bringer. It is the hand that touches the hem of the garment of the divine grace and cause the life which is in the divine one to flow into us. So as we pray, we touch the heavens. And that lady, as she touches the Lord Jesus Christ, and you remember the power move in her life. And that's what this, the prayer will do to us. Prayer is a victory given, giver. You can read John Bunyan, talk about that friends having problem and then prayer, give sufficient grace, help us to overcome our adversaries in our pilgrim as we move along the way. Prayer is holy, holiness promoter, we have seen that before. Among the brethren, you love one another. You cannot hate somebody you are praying for. Even if you quarrel with a sister or a brother, if you pray together and pray for one another or pray for them, you will not continue, you will not continue hating them. Ah, we'll grow holy even in the church as we meet, as we pray, as we grow on in prayer. Prayer is a dispute adjuster. Yes, are you having a dispute? Yeah is when we are on our knee and we plead with God. Prayer is, is an obstacle remover. As Peter found when the angel came in answer to prayer of the saints and delivered him from the prison. What a, what a, what a privilege we lose, we miss, dear friends. Prayer is Christ's revealer. For it clarifies our vision, enable us to see the unseen Christ. Do you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ more and more? Oh, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer. That hymn, if you can remember it, sweet hour of prayer. Oh, and the hymn writers say, when we shall be moving to heaven, when we are going to, he to heaven, when we are going to that glorious, when we are entering the heaven, it's when we, when we say, farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. But while still here, no farewell, dear friends. No farewell to prayer. We ought to pray and call upon the name of the Lord. Young people, good habits take long time to stick. But when they stick, they become long life habits. May you have habits, may you develop habits of prayer. And one of it, make have a time of prayer. If you don't have a time of prayer, you will not pray. 
You remember Daniel prayed three times. And what an hour of prayer. It was it? The ninth hour? Yes. Do you remember the apostle when they were going to the temple? That hour of prayer when they met that capital man in Acts chapter 3, they say silver and gold have we none. It was an hour of prayer. If you have got a time that you have said that me I'll pray in the morning this time, I pray in the evening this time, as Christian Union, you say that this day is a day of prayer. Flock to the prayer meeting. Sometimes, you know, look how many are you, are you here. You realize that but the day of prayer, people are few. A preacher called Spurgeon, he has got a someone called only prayer meeting. People, that's how people despise. They say, mm. today is only prayer meeting. Dear friends, not only. Prayer is everything. And we need to develop those habits of prayer. Do you remember those days that you used to pray for any, everything? What has happened? You have become clever now. You are mature. We never outgrow prayer. Sometimes if, even we pray in a foolish way, as we mature, as we grow, yes, he helps us to know how to pray, but he answers them. Let us groan in prayers. Let us labor in prayers. I could have, have a song, but I have it in Luo. So I cannot translate you, but translate it to you. But we talk about prayer. What prayer? Has done. Silas, Paul and Silas in prison, that time that they were praying and praising God, you know many things that has, did happen. We need to pray. Let us pray in accordance to his will. Let us come to him in prayer. I was given 45 minutes, I'll pass a little bit. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are exalted as Lord above all. You are the Holy One, our Creator and our Maker. Who are we, Son of Man, that we can come to you? Who are we, Lord, that even we can call upon your name? Lord, were we not far away? Lord, are we not those that you have drawn near through the shed blood of your dear Son? Lord, are we not the object of your mercies and grace? We are, O oh Lord. And we pray that you'll help us to pray, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for our lukewarmness. Forgive us, Lord, for sometimes praying and our minds are not even there. Forgive us, O oh Lord, for relying on our own human resources more than you, almighty God. Please, may you help us to come back to you in prayer. This is what you use, O oh Lord, when we were lost in sins and trespasses. 
and he has told us, whosoever shall call upon your name shall be saved. And we call upon you and you saved us. Look, Lord, our selfishness and self-centeredness. We have allowed many idols to come in our lives which has stopped us from praying. Some of them, O oh Lord, is our addiction to screen, to our phones, to our laptops, to our computers, Lord. We have been so addicted, O oh Lord, even to social media. Those things have taken us that we no longer even have time for prayer. We wake up in the morning. Temptation is just to look for our phones first. Whether we have any message or people reaching us. We pray that you forgive us, Lord. Revive us, O Savior. Even us pastors. Help us, O Lord, to guide your people. And show them the right path of praying. Lord, we pray for this Christian union. We thank you, Lord, for Jaquat. You've used this university in a great way. And some of them are even now the preacher of the gospel. Help this Christian union, Lord. Help them to grow. Help them to be dependent on you, Lord. Help them to love you, Lord. Help them, O oh Lord, to be a place where when our young people come, some even addicted to drugs, they'll find grace and be saved and be transformed. Some who are given to immorality, Lord, may be changed. We pray for the security of this university, Lord. Lord, may you help this university, O Savior. Those people who cause trouble and harm others, save them, O Savior. Draw them to yourself. Change their lives, O Lord. O Lord, we pray each and every corner of this great university, Lord, may know thy great mercies. We pray for the vice-counselor, Lord, we pray that give her wisdom to lead this university, Lord. All the lecturers, O oh Lord, we commend them to you. Those who have not known Christ also, we pray that may be saved. We pray, O oh Lord, that your glory will continue to shine. And these young people, Lord, you will use to be our nation and do great things, Lord, even for the generation to come. Thank you, Lord, for the invitation. We pray for the leadership of Christian Union. Help them to be united. Help them to love each other. Help them to forgive one another. Help them, O oh Lord, to dwell in harmony with one another. Bring those good things that will promote your name and your gospel to go forth in their hearts. Pray all these things in Christ Jesus' name.